Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast, another losing recap episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Last post game, if you were there, if you weren't, go listen or watch that one. Uh, I said, can the Giants stop making us, you know, on the edge of our seats, stop putting us there as Giants fans actually thinking that we have a chance? And, well, I said, if you're going to play against the Raiders next week after the overtime field goal loss against the Jets. That was a pathetic game in itself. Can you at least just make it a blowout so our job is easier here on the podcast? Maybe someone on the Giants staff or NFL scriptwriter was listening to me because that's exactly what they did. A thrashing. A thrashing is the right word to use by the Las Vegas Raiders. Another game where the Giants seemed that everything did not go right. Alex, I'm sure you're going to talk about this as well. It just seems like that's a theme that continues the season, whether it's with injuries or just play on the field in general. Nothing went right for this Giants team. We're going to get into all of it on offense and defense and the main injury, being the fear that Daniel Jones is out for the remainder of the season. What does this mean for the Giants' future? I feel like I'm doing an intro on SportsCenter. But in all in all, 30-6, to the Vegas Raiders win, go to 4-5 and on the year, while the Giants drop to a 2-7 and record. Two and seven. Alex. Oh, my name is Josh. I don't know if I said that already for anyone who's new. Alex, my friend, my co-host. How are you doing here on this uh, 10.30 p.m. recording on Sunday night? You know, I could be better um, if the Giants could be a competent football team, but they're not, unfortunately. Um, the injuries are killer. The just mentality of this team is killer. Um, and it's just really, really tough right now. And to be honest, we were just discussing this briefly before we press the record button, but like, what can you even say at this point? There's nothing to say. The offensive line is horrendous. Daniel Jones did not look like himself coming back. The neck was certainly bothering him, uh, up until that, uh, whatever knee injury this is going to be probably an ACL, at least according to a lot of, uh, credible reporters here, uh, including Wes Steinberg. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Giants operate if that is the case because uh, Tommy DeVito is not an NFL caliber quarterback um, which I think we have seen or at least the Giants don't think he is uh, even more importantly because they don't seem to trust him to do much and uh, it's going to be a really rough end to the season here and Giants can't get anything going on offense the defense uh, because of that just feels so deflated that they can't really do anything either um, and it's just a, it's a bad, bad cycle. You can tell almost a little bit that Leonard Williams, such a big part of that locker room on the defensive side of the ball, him getting traded, uh, I'd have to imagine was a bit of a lot, uh, a deflator for a lot of those guys on defense, especially some of the vets like Dexter Lawrence and, uh, Xavier McKinney, uh, and some other guys, Adoree Jackson, who's been around for a little bit. So, uh, definitely a rough one on that end. And, uh, you know, like I said, the offense is just not functioning, uh, and you're losing 30 to six to, uh, a team that has been terrible all year. Yes, they have the new coach boost. Um, yes, um, you know they have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, they have some talent on the defense side of the ball. But you're playing against Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell, um, who is making what his second start of the season, uh, fifth, sixth round pick, something like that. Uh, so it's not like uh, we were playing against a quarterback that really outgunned Tommy DeVito. Uh, granted, O'Connell looked pretty good, but. Um, it's just really, really rough and tough. And I, I'm trying to think of another word that rhymes so I can get a three peat, but, um, 
it's just not it's not good enough from this Giants team. It's tough to watch them. And next week we got the Cowboys. I saw that come on the screen. I was like, oh, God, uh, as they were in a shootout with the Eagles today. And overall, it's just a, a really tough time watching this team. And you're just waiting at this point for the uh, offseason to hit. Hope some changes can be made. And, uh, you know, I, I guess move forward from this terrible, terrible season, which at this point is basically lost. Yeah, Alex, well, we're still in the headlines segment uh, of this recap episode. I do want to mention something that you touched on a little bit, and that is, I think, I, and I don't mean to keep on referencing prior episodes of this podcast, but I believe I talked about it in the preview that you predicted, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry to throw you under the bus here, you predicted a Giants victory in this game. I said it was going to be a Raiders victory by a good amount of a margin. I don't remember the exact point total. I think it was at least a touchdown or more. Uh, for the Raiders to win and I said if there was anything that was going to happen this giant season it would be a team that is under a bunch of fire with a midseason firing of Josh McDaniels and then you bring in Antonio Pierce a former New York Giant and it comes out today actually during the Fox pregame show uh what was is his name uh Jake Glazer is that the is that the guy's name ah uh, maybe I'm right yeah maybe I think I'm wrong. so I think so who comes out with the story, uh, Alex, I don't know if you read about this or, or saw the video that, you know, McDaniels threw Pierce under fire because he talked about the Giants Super Bowl win uh, in 2007. And he's like, never bring up that like bad thing with the Patriots. I, I didn't really look into it that much. Uh, I need to read more about it because it's kind of hilarious that he said that. I, I find that obviously hilarious as a Giants fan, even though it's not going so Was well McDaniels even with the Patriots back then? I don't even know if he was. I guess he must I, have been. I don't remember, but that was like a whole thing. And then I think, yeah. uh, I think Pierce actually ripped McDaniel's and this and the you know him and, and the coaching staff to the Raiders players before the game or something, which like fired them up, obviously for for this one. And then you talked about it again. If any player is gonna go out there, it's you know former uh, boiler maker in Aiden O'Connell comes out on this field and and does have. A little bit of a day himself, even though he never ended up throwing a touchdown. It was a Josh Jacobs-led offense, I can tell you that much. And um, But, you know, Devontae Adams did his thing. The Raiders receivers got open. We'll, we'll touch on that more when we get to the defensive side of things. But it's just like, the, like I said, the Giants season, you know, as a whole, you just expect it, you know, from what it comes down to. I was at a, here at Syracuse, the, uh, you know, student, whatever, the television station before this, and uh, I was talking to, the, to some of the guys there, and, and a couple of them were Giants fans, and they said, I, I, I think I said to them, like, oh, yeah, like, they're like, oh, what did you think? Like, now, like, what are you going to do? Like, the Giants, I was like, I expected this. And they're like, no way. You cannot tell me before this game that you expected the Giants to get crushed by the Raiders. They were, you know, minus one in the, in the money spread. I was like, I don't care about the spread. Like, yeah, I expected them to get crushed. Have you watched the Giants? Like, I debate these Giants fans. Like, do they even follow You're also, the team? to like, be fair, they... the most negative Giants fan ever to grace the planet. Alex, Alex, did you not expect them to get crushed in this game? That I did there not. was a sliver. No, didn't but was there at least crushed. a little bit in the back of your head? Maybe a little. No, like, honestly, no. I thought, looking at this I Raiders team. See, then I don't. That, that's the thing. This is where I question Giants fans. And honestly, I'm throwing you in this mix. How could you not even in the back of your brain, maybe that point zero 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 one percent chance that, you know, there's a chance the Giants, if everything goes wrong, which it did, gets crushed in this game. Well, yeah, and of no, course. No, I wasn't expecting Daniel Jones. Be. I wasn't expecting Daniel Jones to potentially tear his ACL and, 
uh, yada yada yada. But yeah, of course, in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, this team could get crushed. Like this Raiders team has the talent to do it, and this Giants offense is too abysmal to stop it. So uh, it it really boils down to that. Um, what well, let's let's get to the offense if that's okay with you. Do you have one more comment before we move there? No, all I was going to say is in the back of my mind, the Giants could win 40-0 to zero or they could lose 40-0 to zero any given game. So that that's always the case. I don't think it's that specific to this never one. never in the back of my mind about the 40-0 to zero Giants win. But, you know, you, you stay with what you want to stay with. Uh, let's go to quarterback Daniel Jones now. We, we referenced it a little bit ago. Daniel Jones left one play into the second quarter with a right knee injury. He's going to undergo an MRI on Monday. Tommy DeVito then came in, played the rest of the game, and we know exactly how that went. However, it was a little bit better, 175 yards and a touchdown, but they actually let Tommy DeVito throw past the line of scrimmage this time. He was fine. Um, Again, I I still don't really understand the backup decisions that we're pulling here uh, with this Giants team. Instead of promoting Matt Barkley to the active roster, someone who knows the playbook and who knows the offensive game plan and who is an NFL veteran who has played in NFL games instead of starting someone who went undrafted and signed with their team, I I still question Brian Dable for that. I'm not saying I want him fired for it. I'm just saying I question his reasoning towards that. DeVito going 15 for 20, 175 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Uh, Daniel Jones before he got her four for nine, 25 yards. Okay. Um, Alex, just your initial – we're going to get to it more long-term later. Uh, but your initial reactions, Tommy DeVito, Daniel Jones, just, just QB play in this game. Honestly, I have no react, no reaction. It's just, I, I guess I do have a reaction. Um, Daniel Jones was bad before his injury. Tommy DeVito was okay, I guess, for Tommy DeVito standards. Jones didn't look right with the neck injury all along. Obviously, now he has the knee injury, so um, he's not. Availability is your best ability. I think that's how the saying goes, and Daniel Jones is not available a lot, and that is a problem when you're paying a guy $40 million a year. Um, and that's the key here. And Tommy DeVito, like, honestly, we're going to sit here and talk about Tommy DeVito. It really doesn't matter. He could have thrown, if he threw five touchdowns or five picks, like, okay, maybe if he threw five touchdowns, we'd be talking about being the next great quarterback. But even if he, if he played terrible or just okay, there's really no difference. So I'm not going to like sit here and waste our time uh, talking about a guy who's really not going to be in the long-term future of the Giants. But Jones, I was concerned with. He came back. He did not look sharp at all. Uh, he looked really, really rusty, overthrew guys, and um, you could tell that neck is bothering him, Literally, and, and that's concerning. Something I remember right off the bat, Alex, he overthrew, I think it was Saquon Barkley. He threw, it was overthrew the, like three different players within the first the, two drives. I'm just talking about the first play of the game. Literally yeah, the first Saquon throw, Barkley. Yeah. he overthrew Saquon Barkley to the sideline by 10 yards. A wide-open receiver in Saquon Barkley out of the backfield overthrew him. And that, I think, just signified how this game was going to go. If you didn't know it, but now looking back, yeah, that's how they set the tone. And, and that's really how it went. Um, Saquon Barkley, the only life on this offense, it seems. Maybe the receivers haven't been getting a chance either with the quarterback play. I understand that. But Barkley, 16 carries, 90 yards. And then the passing game, four uh, catches, 59 yards for Slayton. And then three catches, 43 yards for Bellinger with... Uh, Darren Waller out on IR. Wanda Robinson, four catch, 35 yards. We didn't even touch on that, actually, because that happened yesterday. came out on Saturday that 
Darren Waller moved to IR for the New York Giants. It was expected because he said in, pre- in his uh, a press conference or when he talked to the media earlier in the week that he was going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, the injury was lingering. Another player that has had trouble staying on the field when he was on the Raiders. It was supposed to be a revenge game here for Waller after the trade. It did not happen to be that way. He was only able to swim the sidelines. I actually don't even know uh, if he traveled with the team for this game. I assume he did. Um, I, I don't remember the the Fox crew uh, panning to him on the sideline, but I assume he was there. He must have because um, his wife lives in Vegas, so I'd have to imagine he made the trip. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, for, for playing for the oh, whatever the, w, the WNBA team. The Vegas yeah. Stars, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Alex, I, I want to talk about this now. This could be a segment that we talk about at the end after the defense. Oh, but God. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to get into Brian Dable's play calling a little bit. He, he, he got excited today. Is he play the, calling, uh, though, or is it Kafka? We still don't oh, know. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> The Kafka play calling the Brian Dable, the Giants offense getting a little risky today. Oh, well, we have two wins on the season. Hell yeah, let's try and go for it, right? Uh, They do that twice. I think only twice. I'm not 100% sure. I'll I'll check out uh, the stats right now. Five times they went for it on fourth down, excuse me. One for five in total. The two that were key that I remember was the first drive of the game where, you know, they were on their own 30, and it was like, oh, Brian Dable's going to go for it. I like this play call. Yeah, Evan Neal jumps, and false start. And then the next one that I remember, the tush push. Works with other teams, works with our friends. and Not when your not QB has friends. a broken neck. <laughs> not when your QB has a broken neck. It works for our friends, you know, in Philly a lot of the time. However, not for the New York Giants. They don't get it on their own version of the tush push. It is what it is, and... um I guess, do you have any opinion on the gutsy play call, or you want? To I, I like being or... aggressive, but he's not been aggressive all season, really, um, and that's the problem. Um, at some points, when your aggression just becomes desperate aggression, it's no longer uh, like a sign of strength, if that makes sense. It's more of a uh, admission of weakness, uh, and I think that's kind of what I'm seeing right now out of it, and. Um, you know, I hope Brian Dable, you know, he's coming, he came into the Giants as an aggressive coach. We were one of the most aggressive teams last year. Uh, and, you know, we were successful last year. And now this year, uh, he kind of tones it back being much less aggressive. Granted, there's issues with the offensive line, whatever it may be, but you got to put in, if you put in that trust in your players, uh, it, you know, it builds their confidence, it makes them play better. Uh, and I think that's, you know, something we're going to have to see. I'm hoping down the stretch, Brian Dable becomes more aggressive now that the Giants really, uh, in all inte- for all intents and purposes, have nothing to lose. Alex, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come Thank back, God. we're gonna talk about the the de- yeah seriously. Uh, we need one to start this episode out. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about this Giants defense. They give up thirty points to the Raiders today. Stick around. All right, we are back now to talk about this Giants defense that Alex they disappointed today. Unfortunately, I, I think they're just. They're weakened by having to carry this Giants team, you know, week after week after week. They also have to watch the offense, Josh. It's rough for everyone. Literally, maybe that's the reason why this team performed so poorly. They saw the offense and they were like, we can do that too. Uh, And then they end up giving 13 points up uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. And and I understand that, right? I I mean, we we joke about it, Alex, but you can't rely on your defense all the time in this high-scoring, high-powering offenses in in the NFL today sometimes your defense is going to have a rough day and that's what happened to this Giants team maybe we relied on them too much 
to to play super well this Giants defense. Honestly, on the defensive end, there are really no headlines. The team had zero sacks. The team had five tackles for loss in all, two of them coming from Micah McFadden. No interceptions in this game. The tackle leader being normal and Xavier McKinney, who's normally always up there in tackles. There was no positives from the defense in this game. There are really nothing, there's nothing much to talk about from the defense in this game. And that's all I have to say for the defense in this game. No outstanding performances. Just, I mean, if I'm going to go to anything, it, it was the gaps in coverage. You know, many of times today we found Raiders receivers open time and time again for, you know, a first down. And I'm not saying that, oh, it's because they have Devontae Adams. Look how much the ball spread here. We had two catches for 52 yards by Trey Tucker. Jacoby Myers, two catches, 38 yards. Devontae Adams, only four catches for 34 yards. Hunter Renfro, two catches for 32 yards. Amir Abdullah, two catches, 17 yards. Um, Michael Mayer, two catches. They didn't have to throw the ball that much, to be fair, right? Because obviously they were up. To be fair, but, but when they did throw the ball, people were getting open, and they were spreading the ball very well. The coverage was not the greatest from um, Wink Martindale and this defense who he did try and still send the pressure. I don't think he was ready for how good quarterback Aiden O'Connell did respond or was going to respond or did respond, however you want to phrase it. He did very well stepping up and understanding how Martindale sets his defense. And then Josh Jacobs, Giants have had a poor run defense this entire season. Uh, They allowed 26 carries, 98 yards, and two touchdowns from Jacobs. Sorry, Alex, I did a lot of talking. You can go ahead. Yeah, I thought Banks actually did a really good job. He was pretty much shadowing Devontae Adams the whole game. Um, and he, I thought he did a, a fine job. He had a couple of good PBUs. So I was impressed with his performance. Um, Cordell Flott really, really struggled in the slot. Um, no pun intended. And he just was getting beat constantly by guys like J- Jacoby Myers. Uh, what's his first name? Tucker. I forget his first name now. Uh, the receiver. Um, and Trey you know, Tucker. Even Michael, what'd you say? Trey Tucker. Sorry, Trey Tucker. It's Trey. Late. That's what it is. Um, you know, Michael Mayer as well. Abdullah, whoever was kind of lined up in the slot, uh, was just roasting, um, Cordell Flott. And it, it was, it was bad. Adore Jackson didn't have a great game, but he's been struggling all season. And, um, just overall, the, the defense just did not have a great game. They didn't have an atrocious game. Um, there's only so much you can do when the offense cannot do anything and eventually your defense is just kind of going to let up. And, uh, I, I think that's the case. There's really not much to say. Banks again, another positive day, but everyone else really just was bang average or a little bit below that. And that's it. I mean, Olszewski, if you really want to talk about special teams, good returner them today. It's pretty good. Yeah, he did pretty good. Uh, I mean, that. He catches the ball. That's all that needs to be done. (laughs) Funny enough for special teams, that's normally uh, the case, is that your punt returner, kick returner is supposed to catch the ball when when a punt goes up, and that's been – that has even been – It's a struggle sometimes, man. You don't know. It's it's been a problem for the Giants this season. Okay, the last thing I want to touch on is Daniel Jones. We talked about him earlier in our offensive section. The initial fear is with the non-contact injury that happened on the first play in the second quarter – Quarterback Daniel Jones has a torn ACL in his right knee. That's the rumor and the fear for the New York Giants. And that is per the top of the top in news reporting of NFL news, Mike Garofalo and even Rappaport. No more 
Uh, you know, there's there's no one else on the top of that list that you can trust more than guys like Ian Rapport and Mike Garofalo. So it's not like we're getting these sources uh, from Twitter doctors, um, you know, on on the on the social platform of X. The MRI is going to happen tomorrow on Monday or today when you're listening or watching, whenever it is. It's going to happen on Monday to determine the full extent of the injury. But there is a serious concern that Daniel Jones will be out for the remainder of the 2023 season. Alex, we've talked about it already on this podcast, kind of previewing what this team is going to look towards in the offseason because it's honestly already that point with the team at 2-7. and seven. Their season is done. We've known this for weeks now. How are they going to attack the offseason? And mostly, how are they going to attack the draft and how high their pick is going to be? Because it's going to be top 10. We know that at this point. Now, how low is it going to be? That's, that's, that's a wait-and-see game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to you in a second. Um, we trade Leonard Williams earlier in the week. We get a, a, a draft pick from that, right? One or two. Um, two. A now, second and a fifth. Yeah, we got two from that. Now, One, the fifth is two years from now, though. First round. Quarter, what? I don't know. It's just your pause making me laugh. Oh, the pause. I, I didn't know how I was going to phrase it. I wanted to take a second. You know, you're teasing uh, me here. Every, like, I feel like there's pauses, like, ready, like, waiting for me to come in, and you're just teasing nah, me. And I, you just I have keep to going. Set, I have to set the scene. It's a, it's a wide – we're taking a wide God. range here, wide angle, Alex. Daniel Jones signs a mega contract this offseason. Everyone's like, why would you pay Daniel Jones? It's pulling off for those haters right about now. Giants have an opt-out of that contract after next season. We have two quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round, at least two in the early first round this year. And so far, it's been the talk of USC's Caleb Williams and UNC's Drake May. Alex, are the Giants... Joe Shane in the building, by the way, for USC Washington's game uh, on Saturday... That was, a, that was a little bit of a talking point in the headline for some people. Alex, are the Giants going to draft a quarterback in the first round of this year's NFL draft? I made that question very quick, so go ahead. Here's what I'll say for everyone that's listening. Daniel Jones will be the starting quarterback week one next season. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they don't draft a quarterback, but you're not paying a quarterback $40 million to be a backup. And you can't cut him. You can't trade him. So he's going to be the starter next year. No ifs, buts, whatever. That doesn't mean they can't draft Caleb Williams. Now, if they're at number two overall and Caleb Williams is sitting there and they really like Caleb Williams more than they think someone like Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to impact this football team, then they may go ahead and take him and say, sit him for a year, sit him for half a year, uh, let Daniel Jones start the season. If Daniel Jones sucks, bring Caleb Williams in. Um, But Daniel Jones will be the starter week one. Uh, and that uh, you, it's just a hundred, like unless Daniel Jones decides to retire because this neck injury or his knee injury is so severe. If Daniel Jones is an NFL football player, an active NFL football player, he will be the starter of the New York Giants next season. Now, answering your question directly, I think it's possible. I think it really depends on the pick. If they're picking eighth overall, probably not. Um, unless you know they like one of those guys who are a little bit more developmental. Uh, I forget what's the Washington's QB uh, name. It's Penix, I think, or, or maybe that's Oregon's QB. I got to do a little bit of research into it. But there's a couple of guys who are kind of more mid-first, late-first, more developmental guys, depending on what you're picking. Uh, maybe those could be guys you kind of sit behind Daniel Jones if you really like them. But I could see the Giants really going either way. It depends what you think of this QB class. 
And to be perfectly honest, if you don't like where you're picking, where the QB is, that you're picking who the QB is, uh, if you're not comfortable with that, you have Daniel Jones under contract for another year. And uh, when he's healthy, he is a, a serviceable quarterback. So um, I that that's the best answer I could give to the question. I think it's possible. I wouldn't bet a ton of money on it right now. I would say it's really 50-50. If you ask me right now um, to like kind of give you the odds, I would say it's 50-50 that they draft a quarterback, um, you know, first two rounds, I should say, uh, you know, early in the draft um, uh, in, in this upcoming offseason. Yeah, Alex, um, you know, we, we talk about players that you mentioned of Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington, if we're, if we're talking about late guys, and What's crazy enough is it's early November and we're going into NFL draft prospect. That's how you know it. it's really bad. Bo Nix out of Oregon as well could be a late That's round what guy. I was about. Yeah. yeah, and Deion Sanders' son at Colorado too. I know yeah, Colorado has gone down yeah. here, but he hasn't you know been too bad either. Um, and then I think the what's his name McCarthy out of Michigan, the quarterback for Michigan. If he declares um, right, there's kind of been some talk about whether or not he stays in Michigan another year, but we have to see. And then. The tier tier one guys you already talked about Caleb Williams, Drake May out of their respective schools of USC for Williams and North Carolina for May. That's going to be the talk uh, for the months to come now because that's we're at this point this season. And, and Alex, I I do want to mention too whatever happens with Daniel Jones and his injury and what comes out on Monday, whether Dable is going to mention it or not, we we have to wait and see. I'm sure if it's not Monday's press conference, it'll be by Tuesday. He'll let us know. Um, the thing is with with this injury, regardless of if Daniel Jones is out for the you know the the rest of the season or not, it doesn't impact how the rest of the season plays out for the New York Giants. This team sucks. This team is going to suck whether Jones you know is okay and you know comes back by next week, which is highly unlikely, or if he's out for the rest of the season. It it doesn't really impact the team that much, and I think you can agree with me on there. Like th- this team is going to be very bad for the second half and remainder of the season, and Jones's injury. Uh, is not going to impact that. Now, if it's a torn ACL, that's one of the hardest. Inj- I'm not saying it's like the worst injury ever, but it, it's up there for, you know, tough injuries to recover from and, and year long. Probably you know, behind torn Achilles. Achilles is the worst, right? We've seen Achilles injuries literally kill people. Like, not kill people, but kill careers, I should say. Yes, there um, we go. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously is a different human. Maybe he's an alien who knows. Uh, so he looks like he's doing all right, but I, I don't even believe the thing he's come back next season. Uh, you know, Cam Akers, uh, you know, he had one of those super quick recoveries from Achilles injury and he just has not looked the same ever since in his career. Such a promising running back uh, for the Rams uh, when he came out of college and, you know, he hasn't looked the same and now he just tore his Achilles again. Poor guy. It's really rough actually, uh, you know, feel bad prayers for him, but um, yeah, you know, besides that, a torn ACL is, is really, really rough. And he has a neck, still ongoing neck issue. It's it's not good for Daniel Jones going forward, no matter really what this injury is. Uh, even if it's maybe a couple weeks, maybe it's a, you know, I don't know what exactly all the injuries are, but say a short-term knee injury, still not great because that neck did not look good today. I mean, Alex, it's it's, and I'm not trying to make this like a comedic joke or anything, but we know the meme of, of from SpongeBob. What is it, Squidward sitting in the hospital chair where he's got the wraps on like four different parts of his body? That seems to be like Daniel Jones throughout the past few years. 
just getting injury after injury. And I, I know that's a part of football. And we could say other players are injury prone. The Giants like Darren Waller, like Saquon Barkley, but it's just a different story when it's your quarterback. And, and, and you touched on it. Yeah, this is a torn ACL. This is a huge, huge step back for the Giants quarterback. And I agree with your point. He will start next season regardless. It's just a matter of how is he going to recover if that's the severity of this injury and how will he look in you know, le- a little bit less than a year from now. Um, n- n- we don't need to look that far into advance, but the-, the conversation and the ball continues to roll, and it will roll now for months, which is insane to say, and, and I love draft season, but come on, like... It- why do we have to do this now? It's too early for draft season. I mean, the college football season hasn't even concluded yet. That's when we start looking for draft season. You it's know at what's the end. really funny? What? Yeah, go for it. I, I was going to say, um, Kyler Murray, it's the same situation that they're going through right now, right? Kyler Murray tore his ACL last year. Now he's coming back. Is he going to be, you know, they gave him big money right before that. Kind of exactly the same scenario, same draft class. And they're in a similar situation now. The Cardinals are kind of in a position to pick a quarterback, possibly. I'm interested to see kind of how both these teams, because I think we're kind of in a similar cycle. Um, so as soon as this Daniel Jones like ACL uh, possibility came to mind, that was like the first thing I thought of. I was like, damn, this is the Cardinals, Kyler Murray situation all over again. But yeah, Alex, just finishing my thought, it was, it's just like, you wait until the college football season ends, and that's when you start your draft research. But we're... we're <laughs> We're going to have to be starting it in mid-November, and I'm not opposed to it. I mean, we both we both love scouting players, and it's a fun thing to do, and now we can do it live, right? We can f- have our players on the list and be like, oh, Saturday at 3.30, you know, this guy's playing. <laughs> you know, we got to watch the game now, right? And, and now it's a different element. It's not just watching fun college football. You're scouting during the college football season. So I guess I guess we're, we're going to get excited to, to get that aspect of things. If that's exciting, I don't know. Um, but at, at least it'll be more exciting – watching now football games on Saturday for who the Giants could potentially draft and actually watching the Giants games on Sunday the following day. Um, and that's where we're left at right now. We are, it is 11 p.m. on November 5th, and we are talking about the top QB prospects in the 2024 NFL Draft. That's where, now now ask me that in August, that we're going to be doing that after a, another game where the Giants moved to 2-7, and seven, then in early November we're talking about QB prospects. How we just jump out this window right now, if you ask me. But uh, that, that, yeah. So that's where we are, and uh, that's where we'll leave you. We thank you so much for listening to this Giants versus Raiders recap. We appreciate you holding on to the very end. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and or watching. Drop a like if you are watching. Uh, on YouTube, our social platforms at the Giant Take Pod are where you can find us on the main ones of Twitter or X, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Facebook. Alex on Twitter at Norian23. I'm on Twitter at JoshSolo29. And um, Alex, again, I mentioned, I think it was last episode or two episodes ago, that I'm still waiting to see that Ben Simmons tweet. The thing is now, you have an extra element to this. Alex, your birthday's coming up in three days. You opened the early birthday gift that I sent you. I sent you a good biography that you got to read up on Ben Simmons and how he's such an inspirational young player in the NBA. So he is a true inspiration. He was and, unfortunately and, and, out for maintenance the other night. Um, Cause you know, he's very busy like that. So oh, uh, we'll maybe see he was how, running errands. Yeah. I think he was trying to get some new clothes. Did you see the Jack? Did I send you the picture of the Jack? I got to send you the picture of the I'm jacket. I'm sure it's, yeah, I'm sure it's like a um, classic NBA player, crazy jacket. Yeah. But, but, but I will say is to, to anyone who's watching or listening, this is real. I'm not joking about this. I actually, we, we do a, 
what we call a quote-unquote meme gift to each other every year. We send the actual gift and then, and then a joke gift that comes with that. A couple of years ago for me, it was a Kemba Walker, uh, <laughs> Walker t-shirt from Alex. Um, and then last year, I sent him a James Harden shirt. This year, we, we stay on the net side. We, I sent him a, a literal book that was like titled like Ben Simmons, the inspiration of a young NBA player or something. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll he's not been terrible here. this season. We'll see. Anyway, I can't talk about well, he's it. actually on the floor this season. Yeah. Is I, the I, difference. Josh, I'm already suffering with the Giants. I can't talk about the Nets, too. It's just it, like, do you want me to jump out the window that's right behind me? Like, come on, let's just end this episode so I can go cry in my bed in peace. So, again, we're awaiting the decision for Daniel Jones that's going to impact the rest of the Giants season. Not really. The Giants will return next week oh, to God. face the Dallas Cowboys in the 4 o'clock window. You think they could do 60 at, to nothing? <laughs> at Dallas. The last time the Giants played them, Alex just referenced this, they were absolutely torn to shreds and blown out in week one. The final score, do we remember? 40 to zero. Alex. I'll remember for the rest of my life. And you might remember this one even more. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see you for a preview later this week of that game. Again, thank you so much for sticking around, listening, watching. Uh, don't I send it to you to, to, to end it? There we go. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. Uh, I know it's going to be a rough one. And look forward to our preview, I guess, if you want to. Uh, if not, you can come it's suffer along with us. It's going to be a big news us. filled. Uh, unless we have like a will. Daniel Jones 10-minute update episode like before that midweek, it's going to be a jam-packed news It will be. So come, come in. We'll talk. You'll make, it will make you feel better about the Giants. All right, that that's what I'll say. So come by for the preview. You can (laughs) laugh and cry with us. I'll say that. There you go. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week, uh, and we'll see you next time. Peace.